You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about uncovering and demotivating manipulators. My name is LeBeau, and we're going to go into depth. Now, last week, uh, the week before last, I believe, I talked about social maneuvering. And I talked about how when you have an important mission that you are trying to fulfill, you are going to encounter many people along the way that will take you off track, either because they want to stop you or most likely because they are just using you to get to their destination. And I talked about all the different types of ways that can affect us, and that uh, is on YouTube. It should be coming out just in a few minutes because I said it to come out today. And you can find all of these on YouTube. Go to LeBeau LLC on YouTube, you'll see that. Or you can go to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and type in LeBeau's Lessons and you'll see all of those things. That was a very powerful message I talked about that day. But today, I'm going to be talking about more in depth how to uncover these people and how to make sure that we make... uh, We make ourselves unavailable and undesirable to them. And the reason why manipulators focus on us is because there is something desirable. There's something that we possess that they need or they need to leverage in order to level up to their next level. And your uh, your mission is to make sure that you're protecting yourself, you're staying vigilant and observant, and then you're recognizing how to strategically get away from that type of person or to make them move away from you. So we're going to talk about that. I was telling my daughter on the way here a story about when I was about 14 years old. Went to a new school, wanted to make friends. I moved across the street from a young girl, and we instantly hit it off that day. That day, she actually got into a fight with another girl. And uh, because I was with her, I was guilty because of association. Little did I know that this little girl was a liar. and She walked around uh, sabotaging people. At 14 years old, she had the entire block angry at her. Well, because I didn't have any friends and she didn't have any friends, I wanted to stick close to her because I was the type of person that I love to take care of a wounded animal and a broken type person. This is the the reason why I'm a target for narcissists. So we were friends, and uh, for most of the year, they terrorized us. But suddenly, they decided they wanted to call a truce, and they wanted to bury the hatchet. And for about a month or so, they changed. They completely accepted her into the circle. I'm talking about all the kids on the block. Now, I kept a safe distance because I wasn't so convinced that all of these kids were suddenly now friendly and they wanted to be friends with us. It was a good thing I did. One day we were sitting on the bus and I started to have a very unsettling feeling. And she had a very unsettling feeling. And both of us talked to each other. As all the other kids got off of the bus, we looked at each other, and I said, I have a bad feeling. She says, I have a f- bad feeling, too. So I, I, we're walking. We let everybody get off of the bus first because we started to have a dreading feeling, a feeling of dread. Well, <clears throat> she said, you go first. 
So I slowly get to the front of the bus and I get to the last step. When I got to the last step, a hand flew across my chest. It was another little girl, one of the little girls that befriended her. And she blocked me from getting out of the bus. I look and the bus is surrounded by all the kids in the neighborhood. So somebody yells, not her, let her go. So I get off the bus, I look around, I'm looking at all of these kids and I'm wondering what's about to happen. I start to walk forward and no one touched me. No one said anything, no one touched me. So I just kept walking. All of a sudden, I go to look back and talk to her and I'm like, you know, a few yards away. And I see that she's on the side of the bus surrounded by the kids. And on the side of the bus, one of the big kids, he was 16 years old, he had brass knuckles on his fist and he was punching my 14-year-old friend in the face over and over and over again, repeatedly, while all of the kids cheered him on. So at that point, I went and called my brother and it's it's uh history but it's just a it's just a sample of or an example of how people can strategically position us into their grasp at the right moment so that we can be completely vulnerable now some of you you may have not experienced betrayal on that level and if that's not you, then that's great. Um, I've experienced multiple occasions of betrayal in different types of ways over the years. And uh, some of the examples I'll use are mine and some are are the people that I've known. But how well do you know the people in your circle? Do you trust them? So today we're gonna dig in. And by the end of this podcast, you may not trust the people that you have been trusting lately. Maybe some of the things that I'm going to say are going to throw up some red flags. And I'm going to tell you how you need to address that situation if something hits home. Now, first I'm going to start off talking about what types of people attract manipulators and users. Everybody is kind of like a wasp. You know, there's certain types of people who are who get stung all of the time, and then some people who barely get stung. They say the people who eat lots of sweets, they get stung a lot. Um, there are certain types of people who carry a countenance, a countenance about themselves, and they don't know that they're giving a vibe that says, I'm a good target, come get me. And I'm gonna talk about that first. And then the next thing I'm gonna go over is how to discern these types of people in your circle, and believe me, they are there, and what to do about them. So here are 11 traits that manipulators seek to exploit. 11 traits that manipulators seek to exploit. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to know without a shadow of a doubt that it is important for your own protection to ensure that you seem like a waste of time to a manipulator and that you seem like you're not worth it to them. They will withdraw, retreat, and retarget to somebody else once you're done understanding what I'm talking about, okay? The 11 traits manipulators seek to exploit. Number one, vanity. Someone who is vain. If you are a female, uh, if you are a female and you seem vain, a manipulative man will try to associate himself with you. And he is going to play upon your vanity. What he's going to do is flood you with compliments. 
because this is what he believes that you are seeking. So he's going to play upon your need to be seen as beautiful, and he's going to try to lure you with that. I'll talk more about the luring process later. Number two, the second trait is fear. If you're a fearful person or you have expressed a fear, if you live in fear or you have expressed to a group of people that you're afraid about whatever it is, let's say you'll say, how does this, how does this go? Um, Here's one way it can go. If you're the type of person that has expressed a fear of not having enough money later on in life, what type of person does that attract? A con man. Oh, well, you need to invest in this because this is how you'll get money fast and you'll be rich before you know it and you'll never run out of money, et cetera, et cetera. If you've expressed fear, you've made yourself a target for a manipulator. <clears throat> If you've expressed a fear of never getting married, never having a baby, never having a family, things like that manipulators seek to exploit. Number three, avarice, a love of money. People will exploit your, your love of money. If you are the type of person that likes to make quick money or likes the idea of that, that's all a con man needs to know to get you interested in investing in certain things that you know nothing about, and basically setting you up for a quick money grab. When you get online and you present yourself or the way that you dress as the type of person who loves money and is always thinking about it, you have made yourself a target. You see people online who, who take money, they flash it, they flash their cars, they flash their clothes, they, they're flashy. You are a target for a manipulator who is going to take you for your money. The fourth trait is lust. Lust. If you have made yourself out to be the type of person who is lustful, this is how people can entrap you. If you're the type of guy that presents yourself as lustful or, or as a lover of women, a woman can trap you. All they need to do is test you to see where you are weak and vulnerable in that area and you can get trapped, okay? Same thing with men, okay? Number five, neediness. If you seem needy, if you're a people pleaser, they know that you need acceptance. So this is what they're going to play upon. You need to be accepted, you need everybody to be your friend, then I'll be your friend and I can take whatever it is that you have. See, this is what they, what they do, and I'm gonna get into it more, is that <clears throat> once you've presented yourself and they've analyzed different things about you and they can see what they need from you or want from you, now it's time to get into your head. I'll talk about that more later. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. But once they see that you have a need to be accepted by people, they will leverage that, okay? The next one is revenge. Do you want to get revenge on someone? Someone will exploit that. There's people that, <laughs> I've heard stories that if you express that you dislike someone or if somebody knows that um, you have a dislike for someone for, in, for whatever reason or they have some information that can turn you against someone, that once they get you stirred up and angry at that person, they can help themselves by letting you do the dirty work and they stand back and watch. And this has happened over and over again. This is a very old trick. If you have a common enemy, have that person do the dirty work, your hands are clean, and they just use you to exact judgment on somebody they hate. Okay? <clears throat> Jealousy. Make sure you share this with the folks that you, you think need to hear it. You know, if you have somebody in your life that is very naive, easily tricked, always getting um, used, lied to, just send this to them. Okay? The next thing, the next trait that manipulators target and try to exploit is naivete. 
basically being naive. If they can tell, you know, and a lot of these people, they know how to test you to see how naive you are. In a conversation, they'll test you to see how naive you are. And if you seem naive, then they know you are a go-to person to dupe into anything because you will believe any story they present. So it, it really, they don't have to be that crafty with you because they don't see you as bright enough to really need to go into strategic detail to manipulate. They know they can always manipulate you. Neediness. Neediness. I'll, oh, I already said that. Insecurity. Insecurity. Insecurity is a trait that manipulators seek to exploit. So I guess this is 10 traits. If you seem that you're insecure for whatever reason, whatever that insecurity is, that is what they can leverage. Okay. And finally, someone who is broken or hurt or someone who needs to be loved. They've gone through a heartbreak. They've gone through some type of issue, whether it was the church that hurt them, a job that hurt them, a relationship, a friend that hurt them. And they use that to bond with you and to reassure you that they're different, okay? And that is how they, they get you. If you are broken, hurt, if you feel like you're an outcast or a black sheep, these are the types of people that manipulators try to target. This is what a predator looks for. This is what a liar and a user looks for. This is a person who's isolated. You know, they, they don't have any friends, so they have no way of turning anybody against me. So these are the things I'm going to go over. So now that we talked about different traits that manipulators try to exploit, Let's talk about ways to discern who the manipulators are. <clears throat> who are the true manipulators? You'll be very, very surprised. Now, I know that we hear all the time about how it's the closest ones to you, blah, 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 blah. It's the closest ones to you who are the masterminds, the ones who are, you know, using you, blah, blah, blah. It, it be your own folk. It be this and that. And these are people who have been hurt and they've learned through the pain of experience. And they're absolutely correct. A, a master manipulator who has attached themselves to you in order to use you or use you to get to somebody else or something that you have is going to have to stick closely to you. Um, this is how they mimic you and this is how they build your trust enough to have access to the other thing. So you are just a stepping stone, okay? You're, you're a stepping stone. You're a middleman that they're using. It's not about you. It's not about your feelings. It's not about, and this is where people miss it a lot. It's not about them having a vendetta against you and wanting to take you out. It's not about that. And so many people get so consumed with the why. Why me? Why do you want to hurt me? It's not about you. But I'm going to explain that a little bit later. So I'm going to give you 17 lessons to discern users and manipulators and how to demotivate them. So the purpose of all this that I'm telling you, I'm not just telling you how to discover this person, but how to properly get them to disengage from you and not want to deal with you. Because see, if you do it the wrong way, it's gonna cause a lot of drama, it's gonna be negative, and it may not be in the way you want it to be. This is how you stay in control once you find out who is that, that person. <clears throat> um, especially when it comes to people that are in power or great influence, politically influential people, it's usually their number two. Their number two is the master manipulator. So while you see the, that person up front as the face, the person that has their ear is the one who's really in charge, okay? It's the best friend. That's the one who's really in charge. And I'm going to explain how. Number one, 
Sometimes we are naive to other people's intentions, but sometimes we are also naive to our own. Sometimes we're naive to other people's intentions, but we're also naive to our own. This is how you make yourself a target, is being naive to your own intentions. And what do I mean by that? When you go into a new group, what is your intention? Is your intention to be loved? Is your intention to be accepted? Is your intention to be powerful? A master manipulator can, and a user can sense that about you. If you come in, the way that you carry yourself tells them if you're needy. It tells them if you want to be accepted. And once they see that about you, they see that insecurity and that vulnerability. And you're not even aware that you're carrying that around you. Now, you've made yourself a target unawares. So you have to ask yourself, am I looking for attention, love, power, acceptance? What is it? Because when you're aware of your own self, you'll realize why you're speaking the way you're speaking, the way you're thinking the way you're thinking. You'll realize why your feelings get hurt when people don't naturally uh, associate with you and, and why they, don't, they snub you and it bothers you so bad. It's because you came into that situation looking for a friend and you didn't even know it. Okay, You didn't know your own intention and that's the reason why they were able to observe you and now use that against you. <clears throat> now, most of us fall victim to manipulators who pretend to feel and think the way that we do. This is all they need to do. Um, look up the person, this person, his name is Al Sobiades. Al Sobiades. He lived a long time ago, and if you learn about his life, you'll find an, a great example of how people use mirroring to get other people to feel comfortable with them enough to open themselves up, okay? And this is all people need to do. If you have a person that comes into your life and they came into your life saying, oh, I like that too. Oh, I love that too. Oh, and you feel like you've found that one person who gets you and that one person who understands you and they, and they like everything you like and all of that, many times that is a ploy. Anybody that comes into your life over complimenting you, same thing. You ha that is a huge red flag. Old for compliments means I want something. I need something from you. <clears throat> so you have to be careful of the needy energy that you give. If you are, let's say, a business owner and you're running a business and you find yourself very isolated because you're the only business owner that you know in your circle, you may start leaning on your employees and your contractors in a, in a way that you would a friend. Uh, subtly forgetting that these people work for you, they aren't your friends, okay? That opens you up to having needy energy. You start letting them use you and take advantage of you, walk all over you, and even though you're the boss, your employees are running you, okay? Same thing can happen with children. So uh, you have to be careful, okay? And the, reason, the, the main thing is sometimes we know when we're being used. How many, how many times did we know that we were being used at a certain point? That we were being used and manipulated and we didn't do anything about it because that person made us feel good about ourselves. That person may be complimenting you and nobody else is complimenting you. They're giving you the fun and excitement in your life that you need and you're not getting it from anywhere else. And you know that you can't fully trust them, but because they are giving that to you, you're letting it go on. You're turning a blind eye to the distrust, that deep down feeling you have that I should not trust this person. Okay? So you have to examine and ask yourself, in what area am I giving needy energy? Okay? Okay? Now, you have to understand that when you're not aware of your own intentions, you may be giving indirect manipulation, okay? And what I mean by that is if you came into an environment and you, you let's say, for instance, 
you came out of a bad experience and you felt powerless. Now you're in a new circle. You're reinventing yourself and you want to feel powerful for once. You want everybody to see you as powerful, okay? When you come in with that mindset, you will indirectly manipulate people because you are trying to persuade them to give you the power. And you don't even know because you're not looking at yourself and examining who you really are in this season and what you really want in this season. And it takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to see if you are subtly manipulating people because you are hurting somewhere and you want to feel restored, you want to have that power that other people stripped you of, and now you're walking into a new environment and you're trying to get people to make you feel popular, okay? And one of the ways that people do this indirectly is through piety, okay? Piety. Um, when you're a person that presents yourself as overly righteous and overly moral, um, sometimes people see that as a form of manipulation. And sometimes you can really hit people over the head with it. And the thing about pious people is that they are often viewed as an annoyance. Even if they're not trying to be that way, and even if they're not a bad person, the issue is how people perceive you. How the manipulators perceive you and the enemies perceive you, that is what's going to dictate your experience. It's not who you really are. It's how people perceive you that dictates your experience. You can be a great person, smart, wise, strong. If in your environment, your key environment, people are not able to discern that about you, your experience is going to be dictated based on who they think you are, okay? And we've seen this all throughout our lives. We all know these things. Now, when someone is a, is a manipulator and they also happen to be an enemy of yours, one of the tactics that they do is they use, they try to stir up anger within you. Have you ever had a narcissist try to stir up anger in you off in the sidelines so that you could have an outburst and everybody will see you outburst and then uh then you look like a crazy person right this is a very you know tricky thing that that uh narcissists do okay so <clears throat> they will try to stir you up what is the purpose of that they stir you up in secret so that you can overreact and you can seem petulant. You can seem like a whiny baby who's making too much noise and why are they being so unhappy and why do they always have to be the drama? Because you're reacting. So they're prodding, they're poking at you in secret to get you stirred up so that you can outburst and then nobody will take you seriously. So this is a common... Um, tactic that narcissists use in order to get people to not take you seriously enough to take seriously your accusations about them. So when you finally come forward to try to expose that person, you actually don't get anywhere because now you look like you're unstable. You got that? So the way that you deal with that is that you have you cannot let anyone catch you by surprise. Even if somebody, recognize that. Recognize when somebody's trying to stir anger up in you to get you to react. Some of you have had anger issues and they know this. So this is why they know exactly what to say to push the button to make you explode like they know you're going to because you're vulnerable in that area. And now... You're, exact, you're doing exactly what they wanted you to do, and you're going to have to suffer the consequences. But you can't allow these people to catch you by surprise, okay? You have to have a strategy against any type of way they would attack you. One of the things I love to ask is, if you were your enemy, how would you attack you? 
that will instantly make you aware if you ask yourself that it will instantly make you aware of your weaknesses and vulnerabilities and the thing about it is people can see these things on you even when you think they can't now you may be saying to yourself well i can read people i'm one of those people that i'm really good at reading people well maybe you are an observant person but see, this type of observance that I'm talking about is at a higher level than instinct. Your instinct is not exact. You've misjudged people. You've misjudged them as good and you misjudged them as bad. And the reason why that is is because even though you think that you're a good, uh, you know, you're good at reading people, you're still in your own head. You have to get out of your own head and stop always focusing on who did this to you and why didn't this person say hi to me and blah, 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 blah. Get out of your head and then start looking at the people around you. Who do you have around you? Okay. When you know who you have around you, you'll know which ones are hiding behind a mask. Now, you know that everybody has a mask for every different environment. This is the reason why appearances cannot be trusted. No one, no one is only as they appear. You know that you're not. So why do you expect that other people are exactly who they look like they are? Exactly who they say they are. Okay. Everyone has a persona. And if you don't have a persona, that means you wear your heart on your sleeve and you are the type of person who is easily targeted and always going to continue to be manipulated and used, whether you know it or not, because you don't know how to protect yourself with creating a persona that makes sure that you are not giving too much of yourself so that you're vulnerable, okay? Remember, the goal of, of this podcast today is to make sure that you walk away knowing that you have to seem like a waste of time to a manipulator. These people are relentless. They don't give up. So when you have a real manipulator in your life, it's not going to be easy to shake them unless you take away the prize that they are thinking that they're going to get attaching themselves to you. So let's say you made the mistake of making yourself a target because for whatever reason, you've exposed your vulnerability. A lot of people do that on Facebook. They expose their vulnerabilities. They use it as a diary and they make themselves an easy mark. Let's say you, you did that and you, you realize that you have this type of person in your life. Okay. Your point from that, from that point on, now you have to try to make them believe that they were wrong about you. If they started to become your friend because they saw you flossing on online and flexing online and they think you have a lot of money, make them believe that that was a lie. If a guy associated himself with you because he saw you posting sexy pictures online and now he thinks that you're easy and hypersexual and promiscuous, show him that that is a lie. Make him believe and know that you are not that type of person. Everything that you, every energy and engagement you give them is turning them the opposite direction. If you made, if you present yourself as a well-connected person, as a person who you know, you have it going on, you make big moves, you know celebrities, or you know very influential people. And now all of a sudden, you're surrounded by people who want to be your friend because of that. Make them believe the opposite. This is how you deal with that. Okay, let's move on. Another type of person or people that you need to be aware of is people that you have inadvertently shunned or snubbed. 
This is the person that you've rejected. This is the person that you've let down. This is a person that you have given a letdown and uh, or you will you refuse to engage with. Let's say it's a person that's in your circle that wants to be with you. Let's let's just use a romantic situation. They want to be with you and you have in so many ways have let them down and said you're not interested. Okay. Females do the same thing. Let's say you're a female. You're in a circle of women, and you have not said, yeah, I'll go to lunch with you. Yeah, I'll go to coffee with you, blah, blah, blah. This person you may not be thinking of, but this person, especially in the way that you either ghosted them or ignored them or let them down, especially if it was insulting, this person may be the type of person that will seek revenge, okay? And people will want to get rid of you simply because you're disinterested in them. They'll speak against you because you won't make an effort to even be fake with them, to give them fake smiles. They'll decide that they don't like you just because you didn't say hi. Now they talk against you, okay? Because you didn't say hi, okay? And so this is why... You have to be aware of these types of people. So how do you deal with it? Um, you have to make sure that you're being approachable. Smile at everybody. Wave to everybody. If somebody wants to engage with you, if they want to go out with you, whether it's for a coffee, a lunch, or whatever, and you can tell that they're coming with a manipulation or, or an agenda or ulterior motive, you have to let them down easy. Because no matter who they are, no matter how ridiculous they're being, you don't know what that person is capable of or is willing to do to get revenge because you let them down or you insulted them, you turned them away. Okay? They may decide to focus on you and try to make you pay. Now, one thing you have to be aware of is impatience is a weakness. It's a weakness that a manipulator can exploit. You're so impatient, you, you, you want to just jump into relationships without getting to know people? Exploit it. You're so impatient about uh, becoming financially stable, you're willing to throw money at anything? Exploit it. You have to learn how to be patient, vigilant, do your due diligence in every type of way, to make sure that you're in it for the long-term win, not short-term highs, but long-term win. There's many people who get taken advantage of because they're trying to get places too fast. They're trying to skip steps. And a person that's looking for a quick money grab or a quick thrill, they will target you because you don't have the sense enough to wait. And this is how people are getting used. Now, sometimes the way that we view things that happen to us make us an enemy of ourselves. We see circumstances as evil in that the world or God or the universe is against us. And because of that, we have self-sabotaging habits and mindsets. And what you have to do, especially to make yourself uh, not vulnerable to manipulators is you have to see a situation as just what it is. It may just be an inconvenient situation. It may be an unfortunate situation, okay? But if you walk around feeling like and thinking like everything is against you, you will most certainly attract those types of people who want to use and exploit you, Okay? Now, as I said earlier, a lot of people get off track with dealing with enemies properly or manipulators properly because they get in their head and they start making it about them. They make it, they make it about, <clears throat> oh, this person wanted to use me or this person hating on me because I'm fabulous. So they don't like to see me succeed and blah, blah, blah. This person is not thinking about you. 
This person is looking at what it is they want, okay? So if you think about it this way, and this is a way that you can kind of reframe your thoughts about this. Um, when, when a, Let's say if, if the U.S. goes to war with Russia, right? A soldier is against soldier. Is that soldier, is, is that U.S. soldier taking it personally that the Russian soldier has a gun against his head? No, they don't even know each other. It's not personal. It's about what one stands to gain and what one stands to lose. When these people make you a target, they're not thinking about tarnishing you to hurt your feelings. More often than not, it's because you have something they're trying to get to and you're in the way. And now they have to persuade you, manipulate you to get to it. And that's what it's about. So don't take it personally. When you take it personally, you get caught up in your emotions. So don't get caught up in their why, okay? The why doesn't matter, okay? The why doesn't matter. It's about what they stand to gain. Now, a lot of times we end up befriending a person and misjudging them as a good person or a good person to be in our lives because we are assuming that those things and we are not seeking clarity. We position ourselves to an enemy. You're laying next to a person who is bad for you because you've assumed that they're good by a misjudgment, okay? And some of these people we align ourselves, they didn't even work hard to try to even be in our lives, but we position ourselves there. We force our way, you know, and um, we force the relationship. And many times we feel like we are getting mixed signals from that person. But the reality is we're not asking for clarity. You're not saying, okay, what are we then? Because you're afraid of their reaction. You're not saying, I don't understand. And, and you're afraid of looking incompetent or silly or foolish because you don't want to be clear about your intentions. Always be clear about your intentions. If you're doubtful about anybody, if this is the quickest way to get rid of um, the wrong person in your life. Ask for clarity. Ask for clarity. When you're asking for clarity that person may choose to tell you the truth. And at that moment, you can decide if you want to move forward or if you want to limit the relationship. What if they say, well, I'm not really to make new business associates right now, or I'm not really looking at you as a friendship. I'm really seeing us as associates, or I'm really not looking for a relationship, or I'm not really looking to get married. All you have to do is ask for clarity. Stop being afraid of that. We're on point 10 of number 17, and today our topic is uncovering and demotivating manipulators. Uncovering and demotivating manipulators. And like I said, sometimes these people aren't even trying hard. They don't even have to try because we've given, we've positioned ourselves on our own for manipulation. They're they're not even trying to, okay? Number 10 is even honesty and transparency are taken to have an ulterior motive, okay? Here's, here's one thing you need to know. When you go into a circle, understand that circle is political. Whether you believe it or not, whether the people involved know it or not, usually the people on top already know. But the people who are in it, in the business, in the, in the group, in the whatever. That is a political. Everything is political. Everybody's wearing a mask. And many people are being strategic. And many people are inadvertently manipulating. And you, when you go into that environment, you say, hey, I am an open book. Whatever you need to know, come ask me. I am not fake. I'm very genuine, and you want to go into a situation like that. And you make the assumption that everybody wants 
all of you. And all this information that you're arming everyone with indiscriminately is fine. And you're not even understanding that there's different types of people in your midst and you don't really know them. So when you wear your heart on your sleeve and you're that open book, I trust everybody until they give me a reason not to trust them type of person. You are the perfect, perfect target for a user and a manipulator. You've opened yourself up for it and you're practically asking for it, okay? So when you go into that situation, understand this. That honesty and that transparency, even those people that you, you're not thinking about, they are thinking about you and they're like, who is this person? What do they really want? They already see you as like, what is their game? They assume that you have a game. They already assume that you're not being real because how transparent you're being. They think it's a ploy. They think it's bait. This person is trying to tell, tell us all of this stuff because they want us to trust them. Trust them. Why? Okay. So just, it's just something to keep in mind. Here's a mistake that I've made, and I regret it every time I think about it. And this is an easy, easy mistake to make. And it can turn someone that could have been a friend into an enemy. Now, before I get into that, understand that everybody wants to be seen as the smarter or better person. If you have a a friend, they want to feel better and smarter than you, okay? If you have anybody in your life, they want to be distinguished because of their uniqueness. They want you to see them. You want people to see you. You want people to see how you're different and why and what's so special about you. When you meet people, especially a person that you admire, you want to make sure that you are not outshining them and that you are taking the time to observe and recognize their uniqueness. If they're great at makeup, say, oh, your makeup's so beautiful. Oh, you you did a great job speaking today. They want you to do that because when you are with these people and all you do is talk about yourself and talk about how great you are, it turns them into enemies because you are not wanting to learn anything about them or to talk about them. So they just stop liking you. So if you have a person in your life that you really like, let's say a mentor or a potential mentor, you do not want to outshine your mentor in an attempt to impress them because it can inspire fear, contempt, and sabotage. So let's say, for instance, you have a business mentor, and this person has said, you know, stick with me, and I'll connect you with my people, blah, 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 and you are, you have accepted this person as your mentor, okay, but because you want to impress them and show how competent you are, you brag on yourself. You say, oh, I was able to do this, and look at this, and if I was in this situation, I would do that, and then it's you, 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 you. Now you've turned that potential mentor off. And now they may be too afraid to connect you with people because they feel like you might take their position. You might take that attention away from them. And it's happened so often that people are wary of this. So while you're trying to impress them, you're actually making yourself go down because instead of focusing on them, complimenting them, you know, not too much, and uh, not ingratiating yourself and making yourself seem perfect and godlike to impress them, you are doing that and they are being turned off slowly. So be careful, especially if you are connected with a very influential person who has power. If you're connected with that celebrity or that political person or that business mogul and they have power, if you're very close to them, they also have the power to 
hurt you because you are dealing with a powerful person. You are not on their level. And if you inspire fear within them or distrust in any kind of way, they can use you as a convenient scapegoat. Okay? One thing about powerful people is that they have to seem godlike. They cannot look like they make mistakes. Usually, it's the people around them who get blamed for anything wrong they do. Political people do this. Business people do this. They fire people and they make people resign for their mistakes. If somebody resigns, usually it's not even their fault. It's somebody above them made a mistake and that cannot seem like they've made a mistake. So they take that for the team, okay? This is what, this is the con of being too close to an influential person. Okay. Now, with that said, I'm going to make this a part two. We're on part 11 of 17 of demotivating, uncovering and demotivating manipulators. Now, I talked to you about outshining your mentor. Um, I just want to leave you with this before I go to, before I go. Um, if you're a naturally charming person and you're excellent, you do the best job you can, you carry yourself well, you cannot do that around insecure people who have authority. This is why when I say that you have to make users and manipulators see you as a waste of time, and you also have to be careful not to outshine people who are powerful around you, if you happen to make a powerful person in your circle feel insecure, you have made yourself a target, and they can quickly get rid of you. So if you're a naturally charming and you're the type of person that everybody loves, an insecure person, if they're at the top, that could be your worst enemy. So be very careful with that, especially if you are a mover and a shaker and you like to position yourself around people who are influential in that regard. Okay, so this is going, this whole podcast is going to be available later on tonight on Apple Podcasts, on LeBeau's Lessons. Um, and if you came in late, you'll be able to listen there next week. I'm going to follow up with number 12 through 17, talking about demotivating manipulators. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining.